I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Katie Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to episode five. Last episode, we talked about figuring out your audience personas and how that can help you create your message for your ideal client with big picture branding founder, Courtney Fanning. So if you haven't listened to episode four yet, you might want to check that one out now or at least after this episode. So for episode five, we're taking a deep dive into photo editing, which can either get people really excited or make them feel really overwhelmed. So as a photographer, I'm going to share actually how I edit my photos for myself and my clients. And then Kate's going to also share a bit about her process of finding her own aesthetic through photo editing for her website and social media. Uh, And also for our listeners, I'm giving away my Lightroom mobile preset for free. So I want you to head over to the show notes when you're done listening for the details on how you can grab that for free. I use Jesse's um, preset all the time. It is such a godsend, I have to tell you. Oh, thank you. So, yes. Head to cocktailsandcontentcreation.com and you can just click into this episode, episode five, and uh, yeah, grab that because it is it's a huge help. So before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking today? So kind of funny. I'm actually just drinking water today because I don't know if anybody else does this, but I'm sort of saving some cocktails for the weekend. So I don't want to like well, overdo it. It's like saving it. up calories. Yeah, kind of just trying to be mindful of my alcoholic consumption. <laughs> well, also for, I mean, we are recording this during the day. I don't know when anyone's <laughs> listening, but we are recording this during the day. So it is always kind of weird to be drinking, day drinking <laughs> during the work. <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but I am just saving it totally. for, for this weekend. Totally. So I think, Jesse, you know, you are kind of, it's almost like I'm going to be interviewing you mostly okay. for this Let's because you are the expert, because most of what I've learned has been from you. So, what I mean, you're self-taught. Yes. So what's your process from getting, you know, getting that shot to getting it into the computer and getting it edited to look just so? Well, I mean, a lot goes into it and we want to focus um, mainly on the editing piece of the the process. But, you know, one thing I can always say is try and get it right in the camera mm. um, first. That will always help your editing process. You can You can rely on editing to, let's say, fix a photo to a certain extent. But in some cases, there's just no fixing it. If you have it completely blown out your highlights or the noise was too high in your camera. So I don't want to get into too much detail. But one of the things I can say my process is always aiming to get it right in the camera first. And then Mm -hmm. I'll take it into um, if it's from my camera, I'll take it into the Lightroom um, application on the computer or if i don't have my camera and i'm just using my iphone i will use the lightroom mobile app and i'll edit directly in the app i'll take the photo directly in the app and then edit from there i think that's a neat feature a lot of people don't realize they have is that with your if you have lightroom mobile which is free you know for the basic you know version on your phone you can just take that photo in it and then use it to edit which again yeah and it does it in a what we consider a raw image which is interesting to develop a raw image from your phone. Um, but what that ultimately is, it's like an, a negative. If you think about film, a raw image is ultimately an unprocessed image where you have more uh, 
capabilities in adjusting the exposure, the highlights, the shadows, the color Mm -hmm. than you would in a JPEG. A JPEG is almost like a final image per se. It's already applied certain contrast levels and exposure levels and color levels. So you have more control over a raw image. So if you shoot within the Lightroom mobile app, you get that raw image. It's kind of funny because you had told me about the difference between raw and JPEG. And so I would take my my camera would take a JPEG and a raw at the same time. Right. And then I upload it to my computer and I'd look at it. I'm like, why does the raw look Blase. So raw, you know. Exactly. Yes, yes, it looks flat. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is most cameras, when you do, when you have like that playback, when you want to mm-hmm. review your photo, yeah. it's actually like playing back a JPEG rendered image. Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. it does, it looks different. Because people are like, wait, that's not how it looked in my camera when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening is it's rendering. Um, it most likely is rendering a JPEG that version was, of the playback. When we were writing, you know, when we were coming up with this episode, I think that was what struck me the most is trying to get it right in the camera. Because so many times, like, you know, especially now with my daughter, trying to get anything right right away. Is oh, well, just, she's moving. That's yeah, the hardest all part. Over the part the place. hardest part is like getting the shot like well lit and not blurry because yeah. children aren't just moving around with your typical person it is possible to kind of get that shot so yeah mostly i mean i've learned from you so much over the years and you know i think one of the big things for me has been finding my aesthetic because i feel like lightroom so much about playing i mean and i know people edit in different things i think there's like pixar and stuff like that but we've mostly dealt both of us in lightroom and there's so many things that you can play around with um in lightroom so I think a lot of it is finding that aesthetic, what you like, like you're that light and airy photographer. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, you always have these beautiful, like these photos that make you feel like, oh, life is perfect, you know? Yeah. And everybody is drawn to a different aesthetic. So, you know, in uh, very generic terms, there's like light and airy, dark and moody, sort mm-hmm. of rich and bold or um, earthy or a little bit more saturated. And then there's like the creative side where you, you know, people get into like adding special effects almost to their photos which is in other programs that you know i am definitely not well versed in so So, okay why don't you tell us about finding your aesthetic well i just what did you what did you truthfully i mimicked yours (laughs) sweet 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 (laughs) no i mean well i mean you do you have shot so many photos for me over the years and i like your look but i think that's what people i think that's kind of one of the first steps is not just is is figuring out if if you want if you have a website, right, or if you have social media or both, you're going to want you don't have to necessarily follow like a certain pattern. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit with Natalie in episode two um, about just not, you know, it doesn't have to be every picture is the same colors and, and following that stuff. But I think you should you need to find that style, like just like you find your own style with clothing and stuff. You need to find that style of of what you like in your photos. So for me, that was looking at other Instagrammers and websites. And again, you know, looking at what you do and just kind of mimicking that and going on YouTube and and figuring out how to mimic that, that kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say, I don't say if mine's necessarily light and airy, but it's like it's definitely on the lighter side. It's I would definitely, say it's definitely not dark and moody. Oh, definitely. I mean, as much as I used to be like the little goth girl, and probably if it was if Instagram was a thing like 15 years ago. Oh god. Yeah. 
I would have been, that would have been all over the place. So I think it's just finding what you like and then trying, fooling around with the controls on. Yeah. And then, of course, presets are a big thing. Right. And and what I what I would like to point out is like finding what you like. It You might find that you like something, you know, one day and then you like something else the next day or True. even month to month or year to year. So it might take you a while for me it took me a while to really hone in on what my style was and part of that was just actually learning the full capabilities of editing so you may start to discover as you learn some of these editing tools and editing software that you are drawn more to one style than the other and the other thing i'd like to mention is you know you you want to cater to what you enjoy not necessarily what you think people want because if you think people want dark and moody but you really don't like it your heart's never going to be into that so you want to be true to like what you're personally drawn to and if that means that you have multiple styles that means you have multiple styles uh so that's that's what i just want to point out about about thinking of your aesthetic journey is it can take time and just follow what you're most drawn to as opposed to what you think people like And I think it also depends on the business, too, because, you know, we were having this chat earlier um, about a shoot that I have coming up. And and one of the things is they're going to choose the company I'm working with. They're going to choose the outfit that I'm Mm going to wear. And, you know, I get the clothes after and I also get the images that I can use on my Instagram. And my first thought was, that's awesome. More stuff for my Instagram. And it, it might end up being just it might end up fitting that aesthetic that I've kind of put my brand into but it might it might not might not and that's something that i have to like you know accept hoping it's going to but well that brings up a good point um that i'm not sure we had like on our little notes about consistency and and the whole idea about aesthetics so if you if if our listeners if you're a listener here and you're looking to monetize your content the visual content specifically the photographs whether mm. you're a photographer or a blogger or a business owner and you know that photographs are going to be important to your brand having i i would say having a consistent aesthetic is going to make it more appealing to your audience for a couple of reasons consistency shows that you know what you're doing that you can you have a focus consistently produce the work that they're going to expect. So mm-hmm. when someone goes to your portfolio, let's say as a photographer, they see light and airy images, they know that that's what they're going to get. If you're a photographer and you have all different styles, that that's fine. Again, you can have all different styles, but you need to be very clear with your potential clients that um, of what they want and what they what they expect because if they're mm-hmm. expecting dark and moody and you give them light and airy, that's going to be an issue. Similarly, if you're a business owner, and you portray, let's say, a product in a certain light, and then they get it, and they're like, well, the color is really off, or I thought it was supposed to be navy blue, but it's really, like, plum, and, like, mm. your your editing style really screwed that up. You don't. Yeah. So when you think about aesthetic from a business perspective, having a consistent aesthetic is actually pretty important if you're trying to sell a product that relates to color or the way it looks, something like that. Yeah, and for, you know, with, with my influencer side of my business you know i do tend to go on the lighter with lots of pinks i'm like i'm very into like pinks and grays and blacks and stuff like that so while i may make i might fit a brand's one brand's aesthetic i might not fit i know i'm not going to fit another brand so say you know i probably would fit in the box if if 
I wish this is, you know, I wish this is somebody I could partner with right now. But, you know, Nordstrom's down the line. If they were doing a campaign and they're doing more the light and airy with like those pinks, I would be a great person for them to partner with. But, you know, um, say a sports brand where, you know, it's oranges and, and very urban looking probably wouldn't be a great fit right. for that. So, you know, it, it goes across it goes across the the boundaries of, of what your business is. You know, if you're an influencer, you want to find those that look um, so that if you want to eventually partner up with brands, they know what they're getting and they're going to know if they fit up, if they see a bunch of different stuff. I mean, and, you know, again, we talked with this about Natalie with this. Um, you can use more than one color, but having a consistent style is going to sell yourself and your services and your look to people that want to also have that look or already have that as part of their brand. Yeah. I mean, many of my own clients come to me and they the, the first thing they say in their email to me is, I love your look. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the reasons I get hired because I have a consistent look and that's what they're expecting. And this kind of goes beyond the editing circumstances, but I was I was listening to another podcast and the the host made a very interesting point. There's so many different styles out there for photographers and so many different editing styles. And if you if you know, if you are an influencer or if you are a brand and you hire different photographers, you're going to want to make sure that those photographers that are shooting your products or shooting your shots have a similar aesthetic. Or you can just hire one person like I do, which is Jesse. <laughs> Unless I have to do it myself because I've left it to the last minute. Um, you're going to want to make sure you hire somebody who has that consistent aesthetic. So you're not, you know, you're not posting that one dark and moody shot that doesn't fit up with the rest of your brand. Right. Because that one photographer you worked with that time does that instead. Exactly. So that goes beyond editing. It does go into the the whole thing. But basically, figuring out your aesthetic is one big part of this. And then playing around. YouTube has been a huge help in terms of me you know, whatever I haven't learned from you necessarily, or if I don't want to bother you that day, I might, you know, type something into YouTube and have them have somebody on YouTube explain how to use a control. Right. So and that's really how I learned. I am self-taught photographer. And so editing came along with that. And YouTube is a great free resource to learn. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I use Lightroom because it's really great to batch content. It's a great workflow system for anybody that will end up having a lot of photographic content. So it will allow you to edit very easily a large amount of photos. So for me, I always just stuck with Lightroom when I was learning to edit. So through YouTube, um, I mainly actually, I would say. Yeah. And um, it's fan- it's a fantastic resource. I mean, you can even just like I've done stuff like how to use features on my camera. Yeah, that, exactly. exactly. Talk about getting it right in the camera first. Yeah. And then you talked about batching content. For me, you know, I do use presets, but not everything looks the same when I might apply a preset. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll save a lot of my shots and I'll kind of batch that to because I know I'm going to apply that preset, but then I go in and I tweak it. And then keeping them, keeping all those photos together, I'm able to more to ensure that I actually have like a consistent look. Sometimes when I just edit a couple real quick, I notice that they don't look exactly the same, even when I'm try- even when I'm using that same preset. Yeah. It doesn't always look exactly the same. So there's a couple tricks in Lightroom uh, when we're talking about editing a large amount of photos. So if you're not using the sync function in Lightroom, 
Than which I'm should, not. Which you should be. Um, oh. So when you edit an image in Lightroom, let's call that your anchor image. You're going to start with that image. You're going to apply your preset or you're going to manually adjust your edits. That's going to be your anchor image. So you hold, you, you click on that image, you hold down, sh- what is it, shift, and then you highlight all the other images you want edited and you press sync. And it's going to bring up a, a screen in Lightroom that says, what do you want to sync? It'll like the exposure, the contrast, the colors that you can click, you can choose what you want it to sync. I usually use all of them except for like crop or because I don't want it to crop the, the image is right, same because right. it might be a different mm-hmm. composition. And I hit apply and it will apply the same edits to all of my other photos. Now, the trick here is making sure that your photos are all well within the same exposure levels. So you still might have to go in and tweak them, but it's going to basically give you a base for everything. So you go in, do that one anchor image, you sync it to the rest of your images and boom, that's how you batch in Lightroom. Wow. Yeah. I just learned something. I feel like we need to like get you do like get you doing that on Loom or something, and then put it up on the Facebook. I know. Yes, I'm happy to do that. Okay. Um, there's because that was new for me. That was new knowledge for me. Yeah. So, so that will help. The other thing is, um, in Lightroom, there is a way to show an image that you've already edited as mm-hmm. like a static image, as a reference image, and then you are able to have your other image that you're working on right next to it so you can tweak it to match that single image mm-hmm. in terms of color tone whatever you want so there's definitely ways to make it consistent but lightroom in terms of batching content and editing your photos the sync function is going to get you there now tell me one tell me something again this isn't in the notes but i subscribe i have like the basic subscription to lightroom even though it's free on the phone you know i have it on my laptop and I use it, and I think it's like ten dollars a month mm-hmm. or ten ninety nine a month. You have something a little bit more intense, and you I think you pay, but you also have a couple of different other things. What would you suggest for somebody who is, you know, just starting out into editing their own photos? Would you suggest like starting off with the free version and then kind of working your way up as you go along? So the free version, I believe, is the only is the mobile. Okay. Version. I don't All think right. you can get a free desktop version. Oh, okay. Yeah. So starting off with your phone and Lightroom Mobile will be fine. For unfortunately, Adobe now only does the membership, the Creative Cloud account where you have to pay monthly. Right. So you're going to be paying monthly for Lightroom, but there are a lot of other free applications out there. I just don't use them. I don't know if you've used them. You can even edit directly in Instagram. It's, right. it's there. You can and do it. And on your it. phone, you know, um, if you use the phone. Snapseed, I've heard mm-hmm. of. Pixar um, is one I mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily go all through Lightroom, but it is my process. So if you if you want to take your photos to the next level, if photographic content is part of your strategy and it's important to your business, I would just recommend getting Lightroom. And when you pay for Lightroom desktop, you should be able to get the better let's call it the 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 paid feature of lightroom mobile oh. so you should have access to all the features okay. if you pay for yeah, it yeah that's true so yeah i use lightroom it's great for batching it gives you a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. um you know i think again though learning how to make sure you get it right in the camera is also a 
Huge tip. How to do that. Um, you know, a few other things that I would recommend is always wiping your lens, whether that is your camera or your phone. And you don't know how many times, like, my fingerprints are all over my phone. And shooting with fingerprints will just make it look like that haze is over it and it doesn't look clear and yeah. sharp. So wipe your lens. Um, the other thing I can recommend doing is avoid shooting in harsh shadows unless that's your creative intent. It's a little bit harder to get right. Even I sometimes struggle maintaining the right balance between the hards and the softs. But for any beginner photographer, shooting in soft shadows is going to be way easier for you and less stressful. So either have your back to the sun so your face is sort of shadowed out mm -hmm. and then or get under a tree, get under something that's going to provide that nice soft light under you or shoot on a cloudy day i wish you were here when my mom was like taking our pictures for christmas cards i can't tell you how many times she would have the light in back of her until so it'd be shining bright in our face and i so have like squinty like, i had shadows the lightest eyes. eyes and i was like there were there were times when i would be like crying yeah <laughs> she's taking the, i love you mom but <laughs> it, was, yes. it was tough yes um so those those um are a couple tips and then you know one of the things i can also say is is your background is really important mm. and kate you've done a fantastic job recognizing how important this is in terms of your own content uh, it took a long well, time well <laughs> you, you, you know, if you're trying to highlight something or feature something, having a background that's very distracting is not going to highlight that item. Right. Having a plainer background or a background that makes sense is really going to enhance your photos. So if you are like for you, for example, if you're featuring an outfit um, uh, for for your blog, you know, you really might want to highlight that, which is going in front of a like a plain brick wall or yeah. something and even if it's brick you know maybe not red brick if your outfit is also red it might get you know washed lost out or lost so thinking about your background um if your outfit is more maybe you're a an outdoorsy type person and you know having your image outside with you know trees behind you that's going to make sense but sometimes it doesn't make sense if you're looking for like a boardroom look and having yeah. heels out in the forest isn't gonna well, some people you know might go for that i, I mean know. unless that's your creative intent yeah. you know creativity goes a long way um yep. but i can say that the other thing with backgrounds is casting color cast so mm. if you notice that if you ever take a picture and you're like god like why is the, my skin so green or why is it really really pink so i've noticed that when i even shoot um, outdoors, um, if if I'm in, you know, if I'm on grass, the grass is going to reflect green on those really bright days, and it's going to reflect mm -hmm. into your skin tone. And so you might notice that your image looks overall more green. That's because you're actually getting color cast from the grass. Similarly, if you're downtown Boston and maybe you are in Beacon Hill and there's a lot of red brick, right? You're going to notice right. your images are more magenta in tone because. That's what the image is made of, and yeah. it will actually reflect back into your skin tone. So for me, a lot of the times when I'm working with my branding clients, mm -hmm. I tend to choose more neutral backgrounds, and that's even considering, like, the hardscape. So sidewalks that are gray, backgrounds that are gray or white, avoiding mm -hmm. sometimes the historic, beautiful nature of Boston, unless that is part of their brand. If they, let's say they're a designer and they really focus on, like, historic preservation, then it would make sense to shoot yeah. in Beacon Hill. And I would just deal with the skin tone issue. But you may notice that shooting in more neutral backgrounds will give you that lighter, bright look. So I think probably for audiences listening to this, the most surprising thing that they'll hear, you know, this is called this episode is all about editing your photos. But that really that editing 
starts before you even start shooting. Right. So if you get all that green cast, you're going to have to go in and try and pull that out in editing. So if right. you can avoid it from and the get-go. And you can. You know, you can do something of it. But, like, I, I had a f- photo that I sent you, and I still haven't worked on it, a couple of weeks ago. Where I was, you know, I was in shadow, but right behind me was like this really bright sun and lots of green and there was a mountain in the background. And because of how it was shot, I, I mean, I was a little blurry, but I was like, all right, I'll, I just love the shot so much. I'll just pull back so you don't even really see that. But the colors were absolutely terrible. And it was, I mean. Well, that was a tough shot for anybody to do, even a photographer, because the the shadows and the highlights were so contrasting. So what happens when you're shooting with an area of shadow and mm-hmm. then like an area behind you in the sun, your camera is going to like almost pick one or the other. Am I going right. to shoot for the shadows? Am I going to shoot for the highlights? And it's really hard to, that's why if you can, that's why cloudy days or sometimes people really gravitate toward them. I actually yeah. prefer to shoot more with the sun, a little bit of contrast. Well, you do so well with natural light. But it's so easy to shoot in yeah. soft light. So your camera is seeing more gray tone. So it's not going to pick up that hard, light on either end whether Mm -hmm. it's dark or light what if somebody's trying to bring more light into an image yeah so if you are trying to bring more light into an image and this is going to be from the camera side of it you either want to increase your iso or you want to lower your aperture to like a wider aperture like have that mm-hmm. lower number and then that's getting into like a, it's hard to describe over right. over the podcast but that's what you can do but in editing you can there's a couple things you can do you can bring up the exposure which is sometimes called just light and maybe other editing softwares but um in lightroom it's the exposure or you can try bringing up the shadows as well mm-hmm. so if you want to um increase the overall brightness of your photos you can do it that way okay yeah, my exposure has been my best friend. And cooling. Taking yes. not not like getting it out of those yellower tones into yes. the cooler tones have definitely been my best friend. So yes. I think just a, a figuring out where you're going to shoot. Pre-planning has been a lot, has been a big tip throughout the couple of episodes that we've had that pre-planning prevents poor performance right. when so it comes down time to of it. Day, background, yep. shadows, not shadows. Yes. Um but as far as, like, getting it from – so you go to the pre-plan and then you have your shoot and now you're, like, in Lightroom. So my basic edits, my basic formula for anybody listening is I'll get it into Lightroom and I generally increase my exposure because I do like that light look, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to increase that exposure. Um, at the same time, I like my images to have a little bit of pop. So the contrast is going to get increased, um highlights those are the really bright images bright parts of your image so sometimes you'll notice like oh man my skin looks so washed out or the sky where's the blue sky it's because your highlights are probably too high so i generally decrease the highlights to bring back some of that color in my face or the blue in the sky um the shadows it just depends sometimes the shadows are fine sometimes i might want to darken them to add that little bit more pop but sometimes if there's a lot of black in the image you don't see any detail. Right. Everything's just black. So like Mm -hmm. if you've got a black outfit on and you're like, well, I can't tell if that's my shirt, my black shirt or my black jeans, you might want to pull the shadows up, increase your shadows. Mm. Um, And then the temperature, like you said, you like it generally maybe a little bit cooler. Maybe your camera setting is just a little bit warmer and you're going to bring, you're going to cool it down in in editing. Mm -hmm. So temperature, it just depends. I tend to shoot more on the cooler side 
because I don't like when my images come out really warm. And yeah. if I need to add the warmth, I will. And then what's interesting is the verticals. Not a lot of people talk about this, and you're probably like, what the heck are the verticals? Yeah. So it's just your horizontal line, like your horizon line. You want to straighten that out. It For a while, when I even when I first started shooting, I would, like, turn my camera, like, these crazy angles, and I thought it was, like, a cool creative thing. That everybody was, like, does. When everybody yeah. does, but they're... It doesn't look professional. Professional photos generally have the straight horizon line. Mm -hmm. And if you align things, if there's vertical lines in the background, you want to align it up and down as well as best you can. In some situations, just because of the way you shot, it's not going to, both aren't going to align perfectly, but as straight as you can get the image in post, that's that's what I would recommend to give it that really polished professional look. And it doesn't mean you can't get creative because like, you know, you can have an image where you kind of flip it upside down for a cool effect well like know? we talked with natalie episode two mm -hmm. where she literally posted the she just turned the image but what was what also made that work was her image was sideways but the verticals were straight up and down and yep. the lines still were up and down and straight across I so guess you want to make sure that that's yeah. straight yeah, yeah. and yeah. then that and i think that that you know it's funny because we talked about messaging um, last episode with Courtney and I feel like your editing style and getting that down right from the start picking the background picking the the setting and the clothing that you're going to wear so almost starting that editing process before you even go out and shoot and then taking that into the camera I think that that also that that helps craft your message for yes. your audience yeah, so I think for... Tells them what you're about. For you especially, I mean, your message is in photographic content. I mean, mine as well, but it's a little bit... It's geared towards just my own personal style and, and what I want to provide to my clients. Mm -hmm. And it tells them, okay, this is what you're going to get. But for you, I feel like it does tell that story even further in some ways. Like, this well, is, because this it's is just how me. I can tell yeah. that, you know, you, you're working with other brands and you can tell their story through the lens of your own brand. Right. Well, so. like when people send me things, like I've got a campaign I'm working on that, um, you know, it's about writing, hand, getting back to like handwriting letters. Um, and so I'm going to be shooting, you know, in my pink bedroom and, you know, writing up mostly because any other space in my house is taken over by toys. Um, but it matches my aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to open up those windows and get some natural light in there and start right away from the beginning. And then when I go and edit it, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be that light on the lighter side with cooler the pink tone, with the cool, pink, yep. tone. pink but cool you know not i already have like pinkish skin so <laughs> <laughs> it's just natural that your whole world is pink yeah i know oh. i know well i never get my images to look as good as you get them jesse but i feel like i'm watching you work over the years i've been kind of lucky to get that behind the scenes peek and you've actually you know you've actually done some face you have a facebook group that you've kind of and some behind the scenes stuff and everything. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not super active with that group well, lately, but I you've do. You've got a lot going on. But I do share a lot of tips on my Instagram, just you stories. Know, stories. And, you know, I think, I think for anybody, my biggest, biggest piece of advice is just practice. Keep going mm -hmm. with it, strive to learn. I'm one of those people where my mindset was like, I would look at a photo and I would say, 
I want my photo to look like that. Whether it was like, how do you get the blurry background? How does it get light and airy? You know, that pose, maybe it was something specific and I would shoot my butt off to get that look. And I finally, you know, now doing this for many years, I know what I need to do to get a certain look, but it took years of practice. And uh, your photography has improved. Again, it's just been... a thousand you. times over and but it's just to that point like you kept working at it and yeah. you weren't you understood like taking the time to to understand the camera taking the time to understand the backgrounds taking the time to actually use lightroom and learn it and edit oh, your and photos. even today like uh, you know the, you taught me just recently um noise reduction you know on a, i was having an issue where you know i was shooting in not as good light as i would have liked and like why is this turning into grainy and you're like oh you can just do this and i was just like mind blown yeah so for anybody who's like what the heck is noise if you remember if you're at least a millennial you probably remember when your tv would go out and it would be like the snow oh god that's that's like noise yeah. and so those like that the graininess then shows up in your photo that's mm-hmm. the only thing i can relate it to so it's like those grainy pieces showing up in your photos yes. and the shadows you're exactly and right and so that's what, like, noise is what happens with your camera when it doesn't see enough light. Okay. It goes... <laughs> it goes crazy. You'll have fun editing that that, that noise in, oh, in this yeah. recording, Well, right? I mean, and it's... Yeah, I... Yeah, that would be fun <laughs> to talk about editing. Um, so I think my final tips for, you know, editing photos, um, and I think I figured out some more stuff even from this, you know, this episode on my own, is create or find that perfect preset. You know, go shopping, even maybe invest a little money in that um, if you find something that fits your look. And then when it comes to your look, you know, figure out something that you like through other websites or in social media accounts when it comes to your final style. But don't don't necessarily copy someone else's. You want to make sure that it's your authentic, it's authentic to your brand and your personality. Don't just, you know, light and air seems to be the thing. But if you're if you're not that kind of a person, if you like more of the dark and beauty, go for it. That's that's awesome. And I think for me, that would be harder for to figure out. So good for you. It's funny because I love, I love dark and moody. Me too. I love it. Love it, love it, love as it. A, but, as I said, former goth girl, right? But I'm still I, kind of goth girl. I've tried it like years ago. I was like, maybe I should try the, the darker it's tones and do that. And I, as much as I love the way my photos look out, I just felt like, like I, it just wasn't true to myself. Right. You got to figure out your style. So, and it might not, it might evolve. You know, I look at my Instagram photos from seven years ago when I was playing around with all this stuff on Instagram. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? But, you know, it was a style, not my style anymore, but just like anything, we grow and evolve. I'm not wearing gaucho pants anymore. Mm, Gaucho pants. I'm 4'11". I shouldn't have never been wearing Mm. gaucho pants. That's all right. Um, And then my whole thing is, you know, I try to batch my content editing so that they come out similar. But now that I've learned about the sync tool, I'm might not even have to worry about that as much anymore yes and you know i do have a youtube channel where i have a lot of videos there and i'm not even sure we had it in our notes to mention that youtube channel but it's just just that'll be on the show notes jesse wyman photography channel on youtube and i have a lot of i don't know if i have the sync function specifically but i do have a lot of tutorials yeah, and we'll so we'll be linking up to Jesse's YouTube in the show notes, and then we will be sharing some of what she was, she's been talking about uh, in the show notes, but also on the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that already, you know, 
we'll be mentioning it later, but Facebook community is cocktails and content creation community. Um, Jesse, again, you're the you're the uh, pro- professional. So what else? What are your final tips? My final tips. Okay, again, wipe your lens. Like that goes That's so a, far. Like you don't want that. It's like the but, wash your hands thing. It should be so obvious. Wash your but, hands and don't touch your face lately. Yeah, but, I know. Um, wipe your lens. You'll avoid that hazy look. Get it right as much as you can. Don't rely on editing to correct. Editing, in my opinion, is just to enhance that raw image, right? Mm-hmm. So be cognizant of your backgrounds, your shadows. Um, try and take your time. Slow it down when you're shooting. Um, and then uh, to your point, presets are amazing. I do recommend learning the controls of Lightroom or whatever editing software you're using, because no matter what you apply that preset, you're still going to have to tweak it. So understanding what the exposure does, understanding what the tone curve does, understanding what noise reduction can do uh, is is going to be key in making your life easier with editing. So uh, you don't you don't necessarily need to go out and buy presets right away. Uh but learning those controls will really help you go far. And then when you do find a style, so I do use presets um, for the majority of my work, mm-hmm. um, but it's more about a workflow for me. I need it mm-hmm. to be quick. And I was been able to, once I finally found my style, I knew which preset would work for that style. Mm-hmm. And so I do use it now for my workflow. And um, But if I need to go in and change something, if something's not working, if a photo did come out really cap- crappy in the camera... I know which controls I need to use to sort of save it. That has definitely been a big thing. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get that, especially now with, with, you know, capturing moments from Ariel's life. It's like, I mean, not it's it's even gone beyond my brand. It's just been like, I really want to get that yeah. moment from her, you know, that she did this. And I have to capture it so quickly and don't have that opportunity to slow down, knowing that there are a few things that I can do in the event that I can't slow that process down. It's helpful. And even even I say, oh, man, forget it. I'll do it in post. Yep. So we all have those we moments. We all do that. I mean, they do that in television, too. Can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. If you want to check out the show notes where we're going to have information on Jesse's process for editing photos, uh, as well as uh, her um, YouTube channel link and other resources, you can head to cocktailsandcontentcreation.com. Make sure to join that Facebook community that I talked about cocktails and content creation community we'll have more tips on there and leave us a comment about what you want to talk about you can follow us on instagram at cocktails and content creation and we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and you can email us at cocktails and content creation at gmail.com we love getting mail from our listeners i'm kate andrews and you can follow me on instagram at fashionably kate and co and I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Or if you're a brand photographer and love learning all things branding photography at the Brand Photographer Method, you can find me there. And also, don't forget to check out those show notes. I am giving you guys my Lightroom Mobile preset for free. So check that out on how you can grab that. Make sure you turn in, tune in next time when we talk about an especially timely and more serious subject, how to pivot your message in times of social and civil unrest. We'll be discussing how we can try and be sympathetic and delicate during times like the pandemic that we've been living in mm. and major political events with Lauren Perna, communication specialist and digital marketer. It'll definitely be an important conversation that we're really looking forward to. So we hope you tune into that episode when it airs. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail and happy content creating. Thank you.